to On the Block with Stricken Bach on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back on the block. Thank you for joining us. Please note that you can call us on the Honda Lincoln hotline, or you can text us at the same number on the Sutter Heyman text line at 402-464-5685 if you want to get in on this conversation that we're about to have about a potential rush-in that we haven't had in Nebraska in a long time. Uh, I think probably Gregory was one of the best that we have. He's having a tremendous NFL career. He's probably the he's probably like the cat that has nine lives that I've ever seen, <laughs> <laughs> who just seems to keep hanging on in there. But nonetheless, I I, I I think it's very interesting that this person, O'Shawn Mathis, has found his way in the transfer portal, and, and Nebraska happens to be in his final five. And Bach, I, I'm I'm you know. We, we're we're kind of fighting against an SEC school in Ole Miss. Texas is in the mix. Southern Cal, and obviously, you know, that's that's a potential opportunity for him. Penn State, our rival, one of our rivals in, in the conference. And Nebraska. I, I, if I'm Nebraska, depending on what type of fronts we're going to be trying to run, um, if we're if we're looking in any form or fashion to to go to a, a four three, I think that's where he's best suited. But nonetheless, um, we've struggled. So we have Caleb Tanner right now uh, and Garrett Nelson, who are are pretty much our rush ins, a combined seven sacks total, right? That's definitely a mark that is well below some of the best that we've had at Nebraska. Nebraska used to be, Bach, a rush in linebacker you, running back you, all of that stuff. We used to be that. And, you know, we've had Neil Smith, who was here, and you know the extensive career that he had, All-American. Broderick Thomas, who was a Buckus and and finalist for Buckus and Lombardi. He was a number six overall pick by the Buccaneers. And then Neil Smith was, uh, back then he was doing a 5-2, but he was a first-team All-American, 14 and a half sacks, and 26 tackles for losses from the defensive end position. And uh, he's ranked 25th all time. So those are the type of ends we had. Then you go to Trev Albers, who was a Buckus winner. And we know what he did. His name is in the, his numbers in the rafters. Grant Wistrom follows him. And the crazy thing is Grant Wistrom was behind Dante, Dante um, Jones, who Dante Jones (laughs) ends up also going to get drafted by the Pittsburgh Steelers. And he was playing behind him. And then you got to keep looking down the line and you got Jared Thomas and Mike Rucker and, and you can go on and on of what we've had at the defensive end position. And then also Gregory, you throw him in the mix. Yeah. We haven't had that as of late. We're, this kid has had in his career 12 and a half sacks, 130, 33 tackles. And I mean, that's, that, that matches just what our, our guys had in their, in their own right with Caleb and Garrett by the I mean, combined um, 26 tackles for loss. He's one of those guys that is suited to be one of the best at that position. And he was a second, uh, two appearances in the all big 12 team in the second uh, on the second team. 
That's the kind of guy that we're looking for to raise our numbers from 54th um, uh, in passing, uh, 58th in the rush, um, where in the past we used to be more towards the top 25. We need to get back to that if we're going to have any success in Nebraska. So how do you see it? Yeah, I mean, or, I, I, I mean, I'm going all in. Like, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm the, I'm the greatest salesman trying to go and pull him, and and if I get him on a plane to land, I'm like, you ain't leaving. That's the kind of salesman I'm trying to do. Yeah, and you I'm have to believe it. that maybe Nebraska's in this conversation because of Brian Affleck who came over from that TCU staff at the running back position. But nevertheless, perhaps um, there's some sort of connection there. But and it's kind of interesting too because we've talked for years about how Nebraska leaving the Big Twelve and the kind of the hole that that's left in Nebraska recruiting the high school products in Texas. I guess throughout the high school products, if you're going to go out and get one of the top DNs playing college ball in Texas, one of the top quarterbacks playing college ball in Texas, you know, I guess that could work too. But uh, obviously, they're going to want to recruit high school guys as well. But yeah, I mean, this is this is the the, the type of edge rusher that um you know that that you game plan for. He's not just a guy that is going to be out there um and and you know. So I mean, he's been all Big Twelve as you mentioned twice now. Uh, one with a lot of sack numbers and one with not a whole lot of sack numbers. But I think that also speaks to the game planning and the and and you know just kind of disruption that you can have sometimes without getting sacks um is that you know he was still voted to be all big 12 because of his his play despite not really having great numbers this past year but two years ago in 10 games he got nine sacks um you know that uh you know he's had games a lot of games i think three or four of them now um with multiple sack games including uh against oklahoma and uh texas tech so i mean he's had he's had some big time performances and you, like you said, it's just something that Nebraska's missed since Gregory and, and, and Avery Moss um, left campus. Uh, I, I like some of the the pieces that they have. I think Garrett Nelson and Caleb Tanner um, are solid. A campaign as a backup, or, or excuse me, um, yeah, I always call him campaign because I think of the NBA player. Um, but uh, yeah, Payne is the backup as well. Uh, him coming back should help out a little bit. But in any case, um, they don't have the level of proven talent that this guy does have. It is interesting because. Would they be more likely to run him out there as a four three? It's kind of kind of what Payne does, to be honest. Is is he's kind of is their four three DN? He can be a, a three four edge rusher, the outside linebacker type as well. Um, so I think with his size six five two fifty seven, that's a pretty good sized um, player. So I, you know I think you're right. He probably fits better as a defensive end in a four three. Um, but they could use him that way, and then uh, you know standing him up as well at the as an outside linebacker could be very disruptive. So um, I think it's one of the biggest gets if they do land him again Nebraska has not landed him he's just in their top five but if they did land him I think you know and they've done a great job with the Trey Palmers I mean we went through it the the the, the list of top five guys um, that they've added to the program they've just been one of the best in the portal of patching up holes and getting guys out of the transfer portal I think he'd be maybe right behind Casey Thompson as uh, the biggest get for Nebraska not because it's just a hole that that that, that would be filled um, I suppose from from one team to the next but like we've said, because it's been years, I mean, it's hard to expect to find a a guy like this that that's that effective in the transfer portal. But there he is, and somebody's going to get lucky to get him. And Nebraska's doing work to, to at least keep up and, and try to to make that final push to get him. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. I mean, it, it's going to be interesting. I, and again, I would put the full on press. It would be like the old Nolan Richardson days. <laughs> uh, for me, where it's 40 minutes of hell, I'm going, oh, I'm a hey, listen, we 40 minutes of hell, 94 feet, we in you. I'm trying to get him on campus like tomorrow. Like, 
<laughs> you know, that'd be my that'd be my pitch. But I'm sure I'm sure Applewhite is definitely, you know, definitely a part of that discussion. Um, you know, Mickey Joseph is a guy who's who's really good at, at selling the story, telling the story. Um, guys, I think it'd be a combination of guys putting their um their their head together to try to land somebody like him in the portal. Um, I, I'm I'm interested to see how it all flows out in the next you know month or so uh, as we get towards uh, spring game. He could be just waiting, watch spring games, and kind of see you know which teams kind of have the 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 defensive metal to kind of flow with what he's 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 trying to see or envision for himself before he pre- prepares for the next level. So it's very interesting that he could just be watching to see, um, you know, you, you're telling me what you think it's going to be, or you're telling me how I'm going to fit, but let me see what, let me see what's out there and what you guys are doing and how you're playing it and how I can see myself fitting in. It's very possible that he may be waiting for that. Yeah. And, that, and that's, it's kind of weird. I don't know if he, he's put out a timeline for when he's going to announce, but uh, that is kind of a, a, an interesting um, thing as we go through it again, this is kind of the first big trial run of, um, of, you know, the, the portal kind of being as big as it was, sir. It was there last year. Michigan state definitely capitalized, um, but it just feels a lot more open this year, especially with the, you know, the NIL stuff as an opportunity as well. And, and you got to figure, I mean, for what it's worth, I, I, when I Google his name, uh, you know, to do some research on it is that, um, uh, the, the, the first four reports that came up all were Husker reports, right? Like Husker fans are pretty excited. They know that, uh, you know, the, the sites know that this will get clicks because this would be a big piece for him. Um, maybe that kind of helps in, 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 in sway him and kind of think, okay, this is uh, this is a football crazy place that that really seems to need me here. Um, so nil you know, Honda Lincoln. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody needs to get on the line with him and, and provide an nil deal, maybe. Um, but <laughs> oh shoot, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Hey, jokes. <laughs> comedian on the block right now. Don't, yeah. don't don't quote me on that. Comedian on the block. <laughs> it's Friday. We can feel pretty loose here to make yeah, some jokes man, here. It's the weekend. <laughs> I'm just hoping to still have this laugh on me when uh, this Maryland and this uh, oh yeah <laughs> this Maryland Husker game uh, c- concludes. I'm hoping to still have a smile on my face. You might see me like this now on the block, and then you might see me like this. Yeah. <laughs> or upset. I'm hoping I don't have this this look. <laughs> You're more upset usually in the post game than uh oh, shoot. than not, uh, not disinterested, I suppose. Oof. Um but it is, I mean, the, the game, I mean, I, you can't call it a big game. It's kind of like Minnesota, right, where it's just like, man, but it's such a, a gettable game or a game that you need to get. Again, it's no disrespect to Maryland. They have some players there. It's not going to be an easy win. No win in the Big Ten is easy. But uh, it, this is just, as, as that analogy you made earlier, you just need to be able to prove um, that you're not the worst team in the Big Ten because I think that that's part of what, what's bearing it. I mean, I think there's an understanding um, that this is a, is a good conference and, and things just didn't work right for Nebraska. And don't get me wrong, the heat is on Coach Hoiberg and this staff regardless. And I think that there's going to be um, some moves made at this point just because the season didn't live up to the hype. But, um, you know, it would make you feel a little bit better. Um, obviously, I mean, to get out of the winless category was huge, but the one doesn't look a whole lot better <laughs> when it gets to, you know, one and seven, you can kind of go, man, that's an awful start. But when it gets to one and 13, 
That's that's rough. Um, mm. So, I mean, by the end of the year, there's, there's, I mean, Georgetown over there. I looked at it earlier. Georgetown's 0-14 in the Big East. I mean, so Patrick Ewing might not Pat last. Pat Ewing, yeah. feeling it. Yeah, um, Georgia's not doing good for Tom Crean. They're waiting for his um, his uh, buyout to, to fall to $3.5 And wouldn't that be nice? Because then they're going to move off of him, I'm sure. Um, so Nebraska's not the only one that thought they got a home run higher, and, and it hasn't quite turned out. Um uh, but it, it is, uh, you know, you don't want to be in those conversation of who's on the hot seat. You look down at the bottom of all these conferences and there's the 0-14s and the 1-13s. And, um, and and for what it's worth, again, these are the teams that you're competing in. What are, they took care of Minnesota and Minnesota's got three wins. These are the teams you're competing with to get out of the cellar to at least. <laughs> and that's that might not sound like much, but my God, at least it looks a little bit better. Boy, no, no doubt about it. I mean. I mean, even at our worst, when I was in school, <laughs> we still won 20 games. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, when it was at its worst, we still won 20 games. <laughs> so it's like, it wasn't, it was bad, it, but it wasn't, like, unsalvageable. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. That's why I almost that's, feel. That's why I'm looking at it like, dang, I mean, it was bad, but. This is bad, you know? How many of those guys do you think, I mean, we always talk about the talent discussion. How many of those guys do you think would have played key roles for one of your teams on this team? Do you think there's some talent there that could have played? (laughs) (laughs) Not not really. (laughs) uh, Not the way that the – I would say Trey. Trey Trey could have fit fit our style. He could have fit our style. Um, I think Bryce, when he wanted – Bryce, the, the Minnesota Bryce? Yeah. Yeah. That Minnesota Bryce, Bryce very much reminds me of Jerron hmm. in his style. Very silky, very smooth, able to get there, plays with a lot of ease and poise, you know, just 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 doesn't seem affected. You know what I mean? That's that's kind of how Jerron played. I play kind of like Trey. You know what I mean? Yeah. My style was very much like Trey when I played. Um, it just I, I I probably scored a little bit more, but other than that. Um, there's some similarities there, but definitely Bryce, Bryce and Trey probably could have, um, you know, I, I even think Walker reminds me of Bruce Chubbuck. And I think uh, talking to Bruce, Bruce said the same thing. Um, probably just a little bit more athletic, but um, maybe not a better jumper, yeah. but I, I mean, not jump. I mean, just Bruce, Bruce would go up and put you in the rim. Oh yeah. You know, that was the difference. I think, I think I'd like to see more of that from, from Walker a little bit, but Walker has great finishing with both hands. Um, uh, let's see, you know, I think Tamanaga is probably like a Tom Wald, um, <laughs> you know, you know, very much like His that. His minutes have really been dropping off as of late. Boy, like it fell off the cliff. <laughs> he made it all the way. <laughs> he got a he One fell off the cliff. <laughs> I don't know what happened to old Tamanaga, but he fell off the cliff. I think it was a couple jumpers he took. Yeah. Uh, that had him. He still sometimes um, thinks he's got the green light, and I don't know if he completely does. Yeah, yeah. So I would say that definitely a couple of them would, would, would be able to. How about, how about on the opposite end of the spectrum? How many wins do you think that this team would have if Danny Nee were the coach in the mid-'90s with this team? Not not in the midnight. I guess the style not, plays different, but not, not the way that they're playing. <laughs> you don't think Danny can get them going? We 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 played we played hard and fast. Oh yeah, and got after you defensively. Like that that was across the board. 
And we knew that we had, we knew that we could do that because we knew we had Vincent Hamilton and Mikey Moore and, oh, yeah. you know, those guys back there holding it down for us um, if they got past us. So um, when there wasn't a lot of guys that got past me like that. Right. There was no straight line drives. Well, let, let me, I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm just arrogant about my defense. Oh, yeah, like you should be. I mean, it, yeah, you made a, <laughs> you made a lot of money off that defense. I think you should be yeah, prideful of it. Yeah, I just, yeah. So, um, but yeah, no, nonetheless, you, you could, you could, you could take chances and know that you could recover. I mean, if I ever got beat, I just knew how to kind of, I knew where the ball was probably going to go to the next guy, and that's probably how I got a steal or something like that. But. Yeah, I, I I hope that they do. I hope that they show up tonight. I hope that they do not lay an egg uh, tonight. I really do. I'm yeah. hoping that they're able to pull it out. And especially with, you know, it, it's just kind of coming off that Iowa game where it just felt so hopeless, right? I mean, you can't get – I don't know if Maryland's going to score 100 on you, but um, even another blowout loss to a, a team at this, at this rank, I just – I Ooh. don't know if you can stomach it. I don't know if you can salvage it at that point. And uh, I just – not that, but, not that it's hardly salvageable to begin with. But if they lose like they lost to Iowa tonight, just look for uh, uh, Fred Hoiberg. He's calling Tominaga right off the cliff. Hey, Trevor Albers might throw him off the cliff if that happens, but I'm telling you, it might be a bad look if that happens tonight. I'm telling you, it might be a bad look. Make for a good post-game show, though. Boy, yeah. I'm going to be talking about it. You're going to see me. I might get my my little hat. My little kilt and my little thing. <laughs> I'd love to see that. I don't know if you have boy, one of those in the closet. I come in here like this. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Yo, we got to take a break right now. We're having a little fun on the block. It's Friday. Happy weekend, everybody. We'll be right back. We'll talk a little bit of uh, hitting the hardwood when we come back after this. <laughs> 